come to you, Lord, and asking God that you would just once again touch hearts and lives, move, Father, we so appreciate you for all that you've done in our lives, for coming and being with us, Lord, in these moments and time, Lord, in the situations that we face, it can be so difficult and difficult times, but Lord, you're there with us because your word said you were, and, and Lord, uh, you promised you'd never leave us or forsake us, and Lord, how we lean upon that word in these times. We ask God you be with each one, be with our pastors, he's awake speaking, Lord, and be with each heart, we pray. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Turn your Bibles to 1 John chapter 5. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. We have quite a bit streaming this morning. Um, not sure who all is, but I know uh, Brother Kelly Hildebrandt's church had to cancel this morning and had quite a storm that come in, winter storm, and we're enjoying sunshine and about 70 degrees, and they're freezing to death about negative 35, so uh, it's, it's okay to go every once in a while, and I enjoy it when I go up there, and I just don't know about living in it, but uh, they, they do, and they do it with a smile on their face, so Amen. We welcome them to this morning as well, and just good to be children of God and and um, to be called of His kingdom and the time that we're living in, and it's a, a glorious time. It's it's the most wonderful time to ever be right at the coming of the Lord Jesus. And many prophets, many sages long to see the day that we see and the day that we live in, but blessed are our eyes for we can see. Amen. There's a whole lot of people in this world, but they don't all see. They might have eyeballs, but they don't all see, amen. They may have ears, but they don't hear, but I'm so thankful to have an ear to hear, amen. So thankful for that. First John chapter 5 and verse 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Amen, we'll let you be seated. Amen, I so enjoyed uh, Wednesday night and about the champion within and 
Amen. Just going along with some things I've been looking at, and so uh, this might be a bit of a part two. I don't know, but uh, Amen. Just it's, it's wonderful to be in the same channel. Amen. So uh, just looking at this 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 scripture, whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world. Our faith, and and I'll take some from it, Brother Branham preached on. Hey, faith is our victory, and uh, I, I am so thankful to be a person who in the time that we're living in has faith, uh, because there's a lot of faithless people in this world that we live in. They, they don't believe, uh, well, they may believe in something, but I'm talking about a faith to believe in a living God. Amen. You can have faith in a tree. You can have faith in all kinds of things. But, amen, I, I want to have something, a faith in something that, amen, can respond to the need that I have. And, you know, uh, to, to have this victory, there has to be something on the inside, amen, to give you this overcoming power. And the only way, amen, as we heard Wednesday night about the champion within, amen, how that he would come and he would give his life and from that life would come the life of God, and it would come and live on the inside of you. And, and honestly, that's the only way we can overcome the world is by that life. Amen. As he overcometh the way, as he overcame the world. And I just want to look in John chapter 16 and verse 16. And, it, and it's quite an uh, interesting scripture in the way Jesus done things. Just follow this for a moment. It says, a little while and you shall not see me. And again, a little while and you shall see me. Because I go to the Father. And then some of his disciples among themselves, what is this that he saith unto us? In a little while you shall not see me. And again, a little while you shall see me. And because I go to the Father. And they said, therefore, what is this that he saith a little while? We cannot tell what he saith. Now Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him and said unto them, Do you inquire among yourselves of that I said a little while and you shall not see me? And again a little while and you shall see me. Verily, verily, I say unto you that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice. You shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. As a woman who, she is, when she's in travail, has sorrow because her hour is come, but as soon as she is delivered of child, she remembered no more the anguish for the joy that a man is born into the world. And that's, that's the truth, amen. When a woman's in, expecting a child and she's going through all the sorrow and the pain, amen, it'd be hard right then to talk her into having another one. But when she's holding that baby and a few months down the road, it ain't too long, she wants another child. Why? Because of the joy that this child brought that came into the world. And she, through that joy, she's forgotten all the sorrow and the travail that she's going through. And he says, ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again and your heart shall rejoice and your joy no man taketh from you. And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask, the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name, ask, and you shall receive that your joy may be full. And these things have I spoken to you in a proverb, but the time cometh when I shall no more speak to you in proverbs, for I will show you plainly of the Father. And that day you shall ask in my name, and I shall not say unto you, and I, say, and I will say not unto you, and I will pray to the Father for you, for the Father himself loveth you, because you've loved me and have believed that I came out from God. I came forth from the Father and then came into the world again and leave the 
the world and go to the Father. His disciples says, Lo, now speakest thou plainly and speak no proverb. Now we sure we now are we sure that thou knowest all things and needest not any man to ask thee. But this we believe that thou comest forth from God. And Jesus answers it, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that ye shall be scattered every man to his own, and shall leave me alone, and yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things have I spoken unto you. Now, sometimes when you want God to speak to you very plainly, it ain't always going to be what you want to hear. Amen, because sometimes it's going, to be, it's going to tell you exactly what's going to take place, and it ain't all going to be roses and everything's hunky-dory. You're going to go through a lot of things. And, and the, you know, I, I look at all this, all this uh, scattered and, and sorrow and all of this, and he said, I've told you these things because in the world you shall have tribulation. Amen. Let me go back. These things have I spoken to you that in me you might have peace. I, I told you you're going to have sorrow. I've told you you're going to go through tribulation. I told you you're going to be scattered, but I've told you this so you can have peace. Now that's, that's a paradox because in, your, in yourself alone, you'll never come to peace. But if you'll look on me and know that I have also overcome the world, I have overcome it. And as I, I have overcome it, therefore you shall also overcome. Amen. And I, I believe that that's exactly why he put his life on the inside of us. Amen. Is to overcome as he overcome, to destroy every work of the devil as he destroyed every work of the devil. Amen. He put his life in us to heal the sick as he healed the sick. Amen. To raise the dead as he raised the dead. Amen. To overcome. And this where he said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So when we hear of cancer, we can be of good cheer and at peace because he's already overcome it. Amen. When we have sin or things in our life or depressions or whatever it is, amen, we can be at peace because he has already overcome it. And as he has overcome, we shall also overcome. So his word is where we base our faith. It's, it's not on what a preacher said to us or what somebody else may say, but it's what God's word says. You know, we got, you've got a lot of people in this day wanting to hear a word from a preacher or, or you know, hear something. Amen. It's not, that's not always the way God our orchestrates. Now, God can anoint a man to give you a word and, or, or bring a, a inspiration upon his heart to do that, but that ain't the way God is looking to do things. God wants you to believe his word. Amen. I don't believe that I'm healed because a preacher said I'm healed. I believe because his word says I'm healed. I don't believe that I'm an overcomer because a preacher said I'm an overcomer. I believe it because his word says I'm an overcomer. Amen. And I believe that's where we need to place our, word, our, our faith upon is not upon what some man can say or what some man can do, but what the word of God has already spoken upon our behalf. Amen. Unbelief, you know, will speak fear. It'll speak worry. It'll speak doubt. It'll speak all kinds of things, but faith will always speak the word of God. Amen. Faith will look at a difficult thing and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. It don't say some things are good, you know, just when I'm feeling good. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I, faith will look and say, I am born of God. Therefore, I have world overcoming faith. I am born of God, therefore I have world overcoming faith residing on the inside of me. I will let the peace of God rule my heart and I refuse to worry about anything. 
Come on now. Amen. This is what he said. I've told you these things so you can have peace. Amen. This is a peace that the world didn't give and the world can't take away. Amen. We're not talking about a peace that is dependent upon whether there's a good economy or there's money in your pocket or or you're feeling good. That ain't the peace I'm talking about. I'm talking about the peace of God that passes all understanding. In other words, when you cannot understand, you can still have peace. Amen. When you still don't, you don't know how it's going to work out and you don't know which way the the road's going to turn next. You can still have peace because it's a peace that passes all understanding. You can trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, submit yourself to him and he will make your path straight. Amen. This, this, your faith will speak a word that will look right in the middle of enemies surrounding you and doubt all around and unbelief all around and, and situations you can't handle and say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. No weapon formed against me shall prosper, but every tongue that is formed against me shall be condemned. Amen. That devil that's been whispering in my ear, he shall be condemned. That devil has been telling me I can't make it, that this message is not for me. It shall be condemned. That devil that tells me I'm not a son of God, I'm not a child of God, it shall be condemned. Amen. I am an overcomer. I'm overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. I am submitted to God. Hallelujah. And in my submittal to God, the devil flees from me because when I resist him, he will run in the name of Jesus. Amen. Faith looks at the word. It says, God is my refuge and strength. He is my well-proven help in the time of trouble. Hallelujah. We're not dealing with a, a, a help that may work out or may not work out or isn't proven. You know, it'd be hard to uh, depend or, or put your trust in something that's not proven, right? You know, you got in your car today because it's been proven. Uh, you know, it's been proven it goes down the road. But if you get your car that ain't proven, and you ain't likely to take it on a long trip. Go get a rental car or something. You know, you, you got an old car, old beater. You, you ain't going to just jump in it and go across the country. Not most likely because you'll get stranded somewhere. But if you got a well-proven thing, and I understand it's man-made and it still can break down. I don't care if it's just got one mile on it. Amen. But I, I was just trying to make a point here. Amen. You, you can put faith in something. But listen, God is not a man-made thing. He's not going to get you down 500 miles down the road or five years down the road or 20 years down the road and leave you stranded somewhere. He's not a man-made thing. He's going to take you all the way from the beginning to the end. He who started the work shall finish the work. He's the author and the finisher. Amen. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. This is where faith goes to. It doesn't go to our feelings. It doesn't go to our thoughts. Amen. God, if we we went on our thoughts and our faith was only in what we thought, where would we be? We wouldn't be here this morning, most likely. We'd be still in bed somewhere, probably in the hospital somewhere. But our, our faith is not resting upon what I think or what anybody else thinks. It's only resting upon what the word of God says. Amen. If we could receive this truth, he that is in you is greater than he that's in the world. We know that's true. I mean, know that's true. The one that resides on the inside, if you got the Holy Ghost, that champion within, it's greater than the one that's in the world. 
He's proven that. He knocked him out. He gave him the knockout punch at Calvary. Come on, somebody. He broke his back at Calvary. He proved he was greater than the one that's in the world. Amen. So what is in, what, it, what, it, what in you is greater? It's Christ, the anointed one. Amen. That's Christ in you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And if he's in you, it's not you anymore living. It's him living in you. It's not your thinking. It's not what you thought about it. It's what he said about it. I can't drive that point home hard enough. It ain't what we think about it. It's what he said about it. Amen. Then if he is in you, he would absolutely not deny what he said. He can't deny his own word. He can't do it. He would keep what he said. He's trying to find a person that he can vindicate himself through. He said, he that's in you is greater than he that's in the world. God in you, like he was in Jesus Christ. Come on now. God in you, like he was in Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the words of a prophet. God in you, like he was in Jesus Christ. Because what all God was, he poured into Christ. And what all Christ was, he poured into a church, into a bride. How many is part of that church? Let me tell you, it's not a wimpy church. It's a powerful church. It's a church that'll get up and believe no matter what situation is around it. It'll believe in divine healing. It'll believe in the spirit of God. It'll believe in all things that's written in the word of God. Doesn't matter what theologian says. Doesn't matter what anybody says. It's God in you. He that's in you. No wonder the winds and the waves obeyed him. It obeyed his word. It obeyed his word because it was God's word through him. Amen. You may not go out, you as a person, go out and individually turn a hurricane around or turn a tornado around. You may. You may God may work that way sometime through. I'm not saying he can't. But I mean, that's not, the, that's not the storms that he's worried about right now. He's worried about the storms in this earth. The storms that try to come and try to whirl you out of the path of God and bring destruction to you that you, something on the inside of you will rise up and say, devil, this is enough. I'm not taking it a peace, be still. And take dominion over those things. When he spoke, it was God speaking through human lips. The very creator that created the winds and the waves was in him. Think, think that. He said, now think deep now because he said, no wonder demons paralyzed at his word. It was God in him. It was God in Christ. Demons was paralyzed. <laughs> Amen. That's what he said about Moses. He said, Moses' faith was either going to, Egypt was either going to paralyze Moses' faith or Moses' faith was going to paralyze Egypt. Amen. I believe we're right there at that same time. This world is either going to paralyze you or you're going to paralyze this world. Amen. Make it where it has no dominion over you. He says, now think about this. The demons were paralyzed. No wonder the dead that was turned back to dust could, let, could not lay there at his word for he was the word. He said, Lazarus, after being dead and stinking four days, his face, his nose had fell in that much, in that much time. No, Lazarus come forth and a man dead raised up from his, on his feet. Why? It was God. He, he that was in Christ was God. The dead could not stand in his presence. It was God in Christ. And let me tell you, he still raises the dead today. 
He did it in William Branham's day. He still does it today. Amen. It's happened before. Amen. God's still God. He said God created the winds in the air. God created the waves. Uh, it's, it's the water that produced them. He created all that. But the devil got into it and it got to tumbling to bring destruction. God created men to be sons of God. But when the devil gets into them, then it tries to bring destruction. He said that's what the devil got into the winds and sent that storm. But couldn't the creator that created the wave say, go back for I created you. Isn't that the same creator standing on top of the hill the other day? Isn't that the same one that could take a piece of fish and break it and another piece grow on? He didn't, he didn't exactly have to do it that way, but he could have said it. He could have done whatever he wanted to. He's a creator. Couldn't he create squirrels? Amen. He that was in Christ is in us for it does the same works he did. The same thing he did, it does now. The dead cannot stand in the presence of his word. Greater is he. It's God the creator. It's the the winds and the waves had to obey him. Demons become paralyzed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I like to tell that again to that old devil. Demons become paralyzed. All nature obeyed him because he was the creator of that nature. And he said, we we, we ought to understand it it isn't man. Man can't do that, but man's part of the creation. It's the winds and the waves that obey the creator. See what he's saying? He said, it isn't man. It's man that's part of the creation. It's the winds and the waves that obey the creator. It's his flesh that has to come and to to obey the creator. It takes the creator to do it for he that is in you is greater than he that's in the world. Amen. He that can, the, the one that can cause turmoil the one that can turn your world upside down, the one that's inside of you is greater than that. He can rebuke the devil out of the winds. I've seen him do it. Seen him do it right there in youth camp. There's winds and waves get to rolling and demons start speaking out of that creation. Amen. And the power of God begin to speak and say, come out of them. What was it? Peace, be still. What was it? The same creating power that put his foot upon the bow of the boat was the same one that spoke those words. And the same devils that became paralyzed then is the ones that become paralyzed now. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. What what do you think happened in that back room there at youth camp? When Brother Brother Aaron was summoned to come in and pray for that girl that was having that demonic manifestation. And that demon looked around and said, no, not you. She wasn't talking about Aaron Oglesby. He's a big dude, but she wasn't talking about him. She wasn't worried about him. She was worried about what was on the inside of him. It was the same one when that maniac come running out to that boat and that same creator stepped out. And he starts walking up there and this maniac's gonna come destroy him as he's destroyed many others. All of a sudden, what are you doing in there? 
Hallelujah. That devil saw beyond what the human flesh, people were looking at that human flesh, calling him Baal, calling him the devil, calling him an illegitimate child, calling him everything, but the devil knew who he was. And he said, what are you doing in there? Amen, there was the same one that little girl that looked beyond human flesh and said, what is what? Not you, not you. You've defeated me too many times. And he defeated him again. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He that's in you. He can rebuke the devil out of the winds. (laughs) Those winds that get stirred up in your home, he can rebuke that. Those those devils that get stirred up in the winds of your own flesh make you think all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, he can rebuke that. But you better not lean on your own understanding because he'll whoop you around on your own understanding. But greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The devil is in the world. The world belongs to him. That's what the Bible said, O Lucifer, why art thou fallen Lucifer, the son of the morning? The world belongs to him. That's when he was kicked out of heaven. He's, he's, he's now in rulership. He's the same one that said to Christ, these kingdoms are mine. I do with them as I will. They belong to him. And he's the one that's in the world. John told, and just told the disciples, you heard of the Antichrist who has come and is here already working in the children of disobedience. But little children, you're not of the world. You're of God. And greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. That's Christ in you. Greater is he, amen, that was in Joshua than, that, than the son. Amen, the Joshua was just a man. He was sin born. Like you and I, greater was he that was in Joshua than the son that was running by the commandment of God. God had commanded that sun to shine and to stay there. It was governed and controlled by the laws of God, but greater was he that was in Joshua than the laws of God. Mercy. Because the creator himself was in Joshua working there in that anointing. He'd come down to take on the, on the battle of them as they took Jericho and was taking the promised land. Joshua looked up the sun and said, you stand there where you're at in the moon. You stay where you're at till, the, till I finish this battle. And the sun and the moon obeyed him for he was the Joshua was greater than the sun and the moon. He that was in Joshua was greater. He that was in Moses was greater than Egypt. We're talking about our champion this morning. And we're not talking about necessarily about Moses and Joshua. He could have used whoever he wanted to. But we're talking about the one that used them, the one that was inside of them. Egypt had great armies, had the greatest army in all the world. They had, they had conquered the world at that time. But greater was he that was in Moses than was in Egypt. Amen. The Nile God wasn't big enough. The frog God wasn't big enough. The flea God wasn't big enough. He destroyed all of their gods. Maybe it wasn't a flea in sight. Might have been even wintertime, but whatever. God said to Moses, go speak my word, and I'll put your mind what to say. You go out there and pick up some dirt off the ground and throw up in the air and say, let there be fleas. And fleas went to crawling. Said probably several inches deep. Ooh, that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, buddy. 
Makes me want to scratch right now. All over the ground in a few moments. What was it? The creator. There wasn't any frogs, so he stretched out his rod and said, let there be frogs. And there they were piled up till the whole land was stinking. And dumb Pharaoh says, Moses said, when do you want me to take them away? He said, tomorrow night. What in the world wrong with him? When it came to the Red Sea, what was it? God said, speak to the sea. And Moses spoke it, and greater what was in Moses than what was in the Red Sea. Amen. Moses, now you see, the greater was he that was in Moses than he that was in the world. Greater is he than Moses than any nature or anything. God, whatever God told him to say, he said it, and that's the way it was. And the same God is in us tonight. Not only with us, but in us. He proved he was with us. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Greater than he was Moses. Greater than he was Joshua. Than was a musician. Greater than he was in Daniel. Greater than he was in the three Hebrew children. He said, Daniel gets tossed into a lion's den. He's expected, expected to happen to him. What happened to everybody else get tossed in there? Maybe a few crumbs of bones left. Lions rushed out hungry. They ain't been fed. They've been hungry, ready to eat. There was something greater in Daniel. They couldn't eat him. <laughs> Satan is as a roaring lion, going around sinking whom he may devour. But he finds some that ain't edible. <laughs> food. Amen. This is who, because greater in me is in me that's what's in that roaring lion. Amen. He's going around roaring and, and saying it ain't so and saying it's just days of miracles are passing and roaring and saying, look at this one that died. Look at that one that lost. Look at, look at all. I'm not listening to that. I'm listening to what the word of God said. So the lions rushed out hungry. You know, Brother Bram said when lions were created, they were created to be a friend to man. I always thought that would be really nice just to go up there and rub that old big head. Can't do it right now, but one of these days I'm going to do it. They can have one. They say it's tame all they want to. I, ain't, I don't trust it. Because I know down inside there's still a nature. Amen. And you know, if, hey, if I get tossed in the lion's den because of my belief, so be it. But I ain't going to just jump in one. People say, well, I'll tell you what, we're in the millennium. All right, go ahead, jump in the lion's den. Show me. <laughs> I don't believe we have to worry about that when we get over there, though. Everything can be at peace. The lamb and the lion will lay down together. It's what the Bible said. You better go over and rub it so warm. We go, I don't care, can't call it woolly mane, whatever kind of mane it is, hairy mane. Scratch him on the ear, rub him down his back, and he'll just sit there and purr at you. That's what happened to Daniel. I'm sure he had enjoyed himself that, that day in that lion's den. Here he is down that lion's den, and the king comes the next morning. What did he tell the king before when he got thrown? He said, oh, king, I'll see you in the morning. Amen. He had faith in his God because he knew he, was just, he wasn't doing nothing wrong. He was praying to his God. 
Come on, somebody. Amen. And he gets down to that lion's den, and the king opens it up, and there he is still is. And he said, it isn't by my might or my strength, it's by my God. Amen. See, the lion, what was in Daniel was greater than what's in the, the lion. He said, the man, man, it was made to be a friend of man, but he said, the devil is what makes him do that. He said, you know, the devil, but in the millennium, the devil will be gone. He'll be chained up. It's the devil that makes wild beasts tear and rip and eat and things like that. That's the way they do. It's Satan that does that. But greater was he that was in Daniel that was in the lion. Amen, this is why we see men losing their mind and women, amen, doing things to babies that's unheard of and unthought of, unthinkable. What is it? It's Satan that's got in the winds and the waves. He's got in the flesh and the creation. Men and women who were created to be, amen, lovers of God and worshipers of God. The devil gets into them and they turn into nothing but vile beasts and, and they rip and they roar and they tear and they maim. But greater is he that is in us. Hebrew children getting ready to be thrown in the fire. And he said, heat it up seven times hotter. Well, I mean, if that ain't a type of us, I don't know what is. Seven times. Why didn't he use six? Why didn't he use four? Why didn't he use 10? He said seven. Seventh church age. It's worse than it's ever been. Darker than it's ever been. Hotter than it's ever been. More evil than it's ever been. And getting more evil than it's ever been. Amen. By the minute. Darker by the minute. More evil by the minute. And it's getting hotter and hotter. There was three Hebrew children that refused to bow to the, to the king's demand. Amen. Here actually they had been they had put a God before them and I understand it was a, 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 a image of Daniel, but whatever image it was, here they were told to bow. And they wouldn't know. No, no, because the word says you shall have no graven image. The word says there's only one God. What was it going? Back to the word again. It said, do what you want to, O king, but we're not bowing. Amen. And I, I love how Brother Branham plays all, all, that, all that out. He says, here they were down there and, and on earth. He said, but meanwhile, up in heaven, they, God was watching. And he said, the angels come over to him. He said, Lord, have you seen what is going on? And he said, yeah, I've seen what's going on. And Wormwood wanted to go and Michael wanted to go. He said, no, this is a job for me. And he said he grabbed a zigzag of lightning and a roll of thunder and down into the fire he went. And there he was standing there in the fire when they came into the fire. Because he knew what was going on. He knew what was taking place. He knew what was happening. He knows exactly what is going on at all times. Hallelujah, that's why we can be at peace because he knows we're in tribulation. He knows we're in sorrow. He knows when we're in depression. He knows when we're going through things and we don't know which way to turn. We can still be at peace because God knows. He knows. So well, what about sickness? Greater is he that's in you than the sickness. Because uh, that 
is interrupting the very laws of God. Sickness is. So what he said, greater is he that's in you, the healer, the creator, than the devil that's interrupted the very program of your life has to go. Got it written somewhere, wrote here, I don't know where I've lost it here, but it it says another place, it says, God has a plan for you. (laughs) Wow, that just sinks some peace right over us, don't it? God has a plan for you. He said, I know my thoughts of you. It's to get, they're, they're high, my thoughts are higher and your thoughts, my ways are high. He said, but I know I have thoughts for you and therefore a prepared place, a prepared end. He hasn't got down to this moment and lost control. He hasn't come down to you. I don't care what moment you're in in your life. I don't, I'm talking about as a bride coming down to the seven church age right down to the last moments of time. He hasn't lost control. He's still in just as much control as he's ever been. Or he's not God. But he is God. So he's, if he's God, his word is still real. His word is still true and it's still in control. And he's still orchestrating all that is going on in this world. It may seem like the devil is in control, but the devil ain't nothing but a puppet. The Bible says, he said, I will put reins in his mouth. Have you ever seen a puppet? It has strings attached to it. It can only do as the one is pulling the strings. And it's playing out his part. Amen. That's nothing but what the devil is. I want to put a picture in your mind what he really is. He ain't nothing but a dumb puppet. And he's sitting there and he's only moving where God says he can move. And he's only doing what God says he can do. God is in control. It's Christ in you. He said, now don't rest on something you've done. So I felt a little shiver. You know, I spoke in tongues. I danced in the spirit. All those things are fine and wonderful. He said, that's all right. That's great. But don't just rest on that. Your life has got to be this. Greater is he that's in me. This is it. You and this has become one. And then this manifests itself. Hello? Amen. You don't dance to get it. You dance because you got it. You don't cry to get it. You cry because something happens. Amen. You don't shout to get it. You shout because something happened. He said, what if tonight that you can say with all your heart, the spirit of Shakespeare lived in you, then Shakespeare... If he lived in you, then what would you do? You'd do the works of Shakespeare. You would create poems and plays and so forth. And, you know, be a great writer or something if Shakespeare lived in you. He said, Beethoven lived in you. What, what would you do? You'd be a great composer. You'd write songs. You, you would do, like, what? Because that's what Beethoven would be in your life. If Beethoven lived in you, the works of Beethoven, you would do. And, 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 but if... If Christ lived in you, then the works of Christ you will do. 
And if Christ is in you, the works of Christ you will do, for Christ lives in you. He said so in John chapter 14 and verse 12. He that believeth in me, amen, the works that I do shall he do also. So if you was in Christ, if Christ lived in you, then the Christ is the word. And the word came to his prophets and down through. He said Christ lived in you. The works of Christ will be done through you. The life of Christ will be lived through you. The works he did, the life he lived and everything would live in you. Just as if Shakespeare, Beethoven, or whoever was lived in you if his life but if you're still living your own life then your own works you'll still see but if you're living the life of Christ if Christ is in you he that's in you is greater than he that's in the world so if your doubts and frustrations about God's promise in you then Christ isn't there Maybe I need to read that again. If your doubts and frustrations about God's promises is in you, then Christ isn't in you, isn't there. You're only worked up. That's what he says. But if Christ is living in you, his word he will recognize and his promises he will do. (laughs) When thou prayest, believe that you receive what you ask for and it shall be given to you. If you say to this mountain, be moved and don't doubt in your heart. Amen. But believe what you say, it will come to pass. You can have what you ask. The Father worketh and I worketh hitherto. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing himself but what he sees the Father doing. That doeth the Son likewise. And when the Father showed him what to do, he walked out there without a failure of everything and said, let it be. And it was that that same Christ is living on the inside of you. It lives in us and his works we will do. There ain't nothing can stop it. He said, I'll not leave you comfortless, comfortless, but I will come to you, be in you. I, the person, Christ, in the form of the Holy Ghost, that champion within, will come and live in you. You cannot overcome the world until you get the life of the overcomer in you. You can law, law your way all you want to. You can put laws and regulations and rules. And, and people who look at the message as nothing but laws and regulations and rules is because they don't got the life of Christ on the inside of them. Because if they had the life of Christ in them, they wouldn't look at it laws and rules and regulations. They would look at it as their protection. Amen, that God is with them and for them. And God so loved me that he came down and he anointed a man to preach a message that would call me out of my sin, call me out of the denominational system or wherever he found me and bring me to this place. He that was in Noah was greater than the judgments of water. Greater is he that was in David than the bear that stole his sheep. Or the lion that stole the sheep. Or the great Philistine, the giant that stood in his path. You know, faith looks at tomorrow and says, no matter what tomorrow brings, I know God's already there. That's what faith does. Faith looks beyond circumstances and situations. And, uh, and you know, faith is the victory. Faith is the victory. And this is where David was. As I've said before, David didn't go into the valley because he fought well. He wasn't a fighter. He was a shepherd. He wasn't a soldier. He was a shepherd. He wasn't a trained man. He was a shepherd. His greatest thing he ever did was keep 
take care of some bye, 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 bye's. He was the last on the totem pole in his family. Let's just be honest. Even when the, when the prophet came to anoint a new king and knew it was coming out of the house of dad, Jesse, he comes to the house of Jesse and Jesse brings all of his sons. Nope, ain't this one. Nope, ain't this one. Nope, 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 nope. Down the last one, nope. You got another son? Because God told me to come to your house. His dad didn't even think enough about him. He's like, if anybody was going to be king, it sure ain't going to be David. I ain't going to call him. But that was the one God was looking for. And he said, yeah, well, I got one more, but he's out there. He's just a sheep herder. Go get him. We ain't sitting down and eating until he gets here. Amen. So he comes and he anoints him. Amen. But David now anointed. He didn't go down there. Amen. Because he fought well. He, yeah, he had fought a bear. He had fought a lion. He had done all those things, but he wasn't a trained soldier. He didn't have armors. He didn't have none of that. He didn't go down in the valley because he fought. He went down there because he believed. And he believed the same one who kept him from the lion, who kept him from the bear, would be the same one that would keep him from Goliath. And I'm telling you right now, the only reason you got a Goliath in your path is because God wants you to know you're a David. He wants you to know there's more in you. There's a God that's in you that's greater than that one that stands before you. So Goliath laughed, throwed his head back and laughed. So I'm going to just stick you with my spear and I'm going to hold you up in the air and let the birds eat your carcass. David said, I didn't come to you in the name of some great army or in my own belief system or what I think. I come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Today I'm going to cut your head off because he knew greater was in him. And he said, how much more is he greater that's in you than in that wheelchair? (laughs) Greater is he that's in you that puts you on that stretcher. Greater is he that's in you than that cancer. Greater is he that's in you than that affliction. Greater is he that's in you than anything. Somebody say anything. Anything the devil could ever put on you. Anything the devil could ever lie to you about. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Christ in you, the hope of glory. He that's in you, that's Christ. Greater is he. But you have to, to have faith. There has to have, be something you can believe in. Now, people, some people can believe in stuff I never could believe in. Sorry, that's just the way it is. You know, they can believe in all kinds of things. They they can put their faith in all kinds of stuff, but there's really only one place a real Christian can really believe. This supersedes anything. This supersedes your oils. This supersedes your health food. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't take no medicine. I take health food. Well, this supersedes it. This supersedes your medicine. This supersedes the doctor. Come on, somebody. It supersedes everything to a believer. This is the end all period. 
This is the amen. This is the all of it. You can put your faith into anything you want to, but I want to put my faith into God. Sure, whatever you want to take, I don't care. Take what you want to take, but just still believe God. It ain't the medicine that's going to heal you no how. It's God that'll heal you. It ain't the doctor that'll heal you anyhow. It's God that'll heal any 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 God any doctor that believes anything at all will know that. He's not a healer. He can put the arm back, but he can't heal it. Amen. He can cut you and take something out, but he can't heal what he done. It's God that does that. <laughs> Boy, I can get some stuff. I'm gonna stay out of it. I believe we have a God that we can believe in no matter what the situation. I believe we can have a God that we can believe in no matter what the sickness is. I believe we have a God we can believe in no matter what the situation is around us. Amen. You will find, if you'll find you a God who is God. Come on now. Sometimes we make our own thoughts God. We make our own belief systems God, but I'm talking about a God who is God. I'm not talking about a little G God. I'm talking about a capital G God, a God that is God over every situation and every circumstance and has proven himself. He is God, not just God in the good times, but he's God all the time. He's God when you don't feel him. And he's God when you do feel him. He's God when you don't see him. But he's God when you do see him. He's God no matter where you are or what you're going through. God is God. He said, what if today the people that's sick would begin to think these thoughts? God is God. One mind and one accord right now. God is God. Amen. Let's put down our thoughts. Let's put down our thinking. And let's lift up the word of God. God is God. He said, if he isn't, why do we serve him anyhow? But if he is God, he's still a healer. If he is God, he's still almighty God. He can do all things. If he promised it, he won't break it. He will always keep it. Hallelujah. He said that pulsation begins to rise in your heart. Something is about to take place. Nothing's going to stop it. It's a fire. God is God. God is God. God is God. God is God. He's God over my finances. He's God over my trouble. He's God if I don't believe him. He's God if I do. He's God when I don't feel him. He's God when I do. God is God. Amen, it begins to build a fire. He said, it's like building a fire on a windy day. How many has ever done that? Get you in a lot of trouble. It just keeps blowing as the Holy Spirit fans that fire. It keeps burning until it becomes a reality. He said, don't you take the devil's lie about anything. Amen, you just remember, God is God. I wouldn't take the devil's lie about me about who he says I am or what he thinks I'm going to be. It's a lie. Anyhow, why are you going to believe it? He can't do nothing but lie. So if he's telling you you ain't a son of God, what does that mean? (laughs) If he's telling you you ain't overcoming, what's that mean? That means you're kicking his tail. 
Come on, somebody. You've been whooping him up one side and down the other, and he's trying to say, you ain't no overcomer. You ain't no overcomer. You ain't no, you ain't no overcomer. And the meanwhile, you got your sword, and you're whooping him from one end to the other. Why? Because he's nothing but a liar. You're marching your way to Zion. He's saying, you ain't going to make it. You ain't going to make it. You can't make it. You might as well quit, you lying hound dog. I ain't listening to none of your lies. I'm listening to thus saith the Lord. He said, I already made it. He already saw me shouting before ever this ever happened. He saw me giving praise to Almighty God because he's God and he don't change. He's healed me. He's delivered me. He's set me free. He's broke my chains. He's broke my complexes. He's broke my fears. He's broke my depression. God is God. God is, well, I don't know what about me. Well, let me read it to you. God is God over every person. How many persons do we have? God is God over, well, I don't know about, what about color, brother? Every color. Direct quote. Every race. Every language. <laughs> Hallelujah, he's God. He raised from the dead, living among us, no respecter of persons neither male or female, but all one in Christ Jesus. God is God. He's proved himself over and over. He's proved himself to every race, every color, every language. So we have somebody we can put our faith in. Amen. We have someone we can rest in and believe no matter what. Why are you still here? Because he said so. Why are you still believing? Because he said so. Why do you think you're going to get healed? Because he said so. Why do you think you're going to overcome? Because he said so. Because my faith is in one who cannot lie. It's funny how quick we are to believe a liar. You know, let's just take it in humanity right now. If somebody lied to you and they kept lying to you, how, many, how long are you going to believe them? You're like, man, I ain't listening to that dude no more. He's a liar. He told me lie after lie after lie after lie. Sooner or later, his credibility shot. But you same human beings will listen to that devil over and over and over, and he's lied to you your whole life. Ha, gotcha. <laughs> you give him credit. You'll tell his lies as it's the truth. Ooh, I know I'm on a trail right now. Amen. You'll tell it over and over until you actually start believing it. And it ain't nothing but a lie. Why don't you start telling the truth? the word of God and say it over and over until you believe it. He ain't never told a lie. He ain't never told one person one thing wrong. It's always been nothing but the truth. Believe this one. Faith is the substance. You know, you don't get the substance and then you get faith. Your faith is 
the substance. People want the substance and they'll believe, you know. I tell you right now, if I see something happen, then boy, I tell you, I don't know that ain't the truth because there's people that saw it and they still didn't believe. So seeing ain't always believing. I know that's another lie of the devil. I'll tell you what, if I could see it, there's people saw miracle after miracle in Jesus' day and still called him a devil. Saw it. Saw it. There was many at the grave of Lazarus saw a dead man walk out. <laughs> Great clothes on him. Lazarus, come forth. They saw it. They didn't believe it. Because a few days later they said, crucify him. Let his blood be upon us and our children. I thought seeing was believing. No. Ain't always to be so. Because <laughs> even when you don't see, you can still believe. You know, I don't know about that. Well, let me give you a scripture. Blind Bartimaeus couldn't see a lick. But yet he still believed. And he's sitting over there in his beggar clothes and he's like, here's all this noise and he's like, what's happening? Something else going on. Ah, this old fanatic, they called Jesus. Jesus? You talking about the one, you talking about the one that healed the leper? I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, that's what they say. You you talking about the one who, 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 who delivered that woman of all those devils? Well, you know, that's the story. Well, you know, I don't know. Our, our, our preacher don't quite believe it like that. Jesus! Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me! Blind as a bat, but still believed. And Jesus called him, and immediately he received his sight, followed him, glorifying God and all the people, and they saw it and gave praise unto God. It's your faith that saved thee. It's what Jesus said, receive thy sight. Thy faith has saved thee. He said to the woman that came and washed his feet, says, our sins are forgiven. And they that sat and meet with him began to say within themselves, who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he said, thy faith saved thee. Go in peace. It was faith. Faith is. Faith is the substance. Faith is the victory. Faith is what saves. The same word in the Bible translated saved and healed is the same word all the way through the scripture. Saved and healed. Saved and healed. Saved and healed. It's saved in the physical and saved in the spiritual. It's both salvations. Both healings. Saved and healed. The very same word all the way through the scriptures. He said, anyone knows that? Well, you're saved spiritually or you're saved physically. Now, he said, the woman, thy faith has saved thee, physically saved you, and now in redemption, in the atonement, in the plan, in the plan of God, you can be spiritually saved or physically saved because he was wounded for our transgressions. By his stripes, we were healed. It's all right there. It just takes faith. It's according to our faith that we believe what he said. 
He said, if it, there wasn't a law that said sons and daughters of God would, they said, if there wasn't a law saying this, saying they couldn't do this, sons and daughters of God would create a world out there and go live a private life on it. He said, that's the power that's in you to do it. If you've got a shadow of the power of God in you, you've got power to do it. Hello. Go create my own world and go live privately on it. Boy, that sounds real good right now. God is omnipotent. See what I mean? The power that's in you will make. You can speak a whole world into existence and go live on it. There you are. That's what power is in the church now. But see, it's not God's desire for us to speak another world into existence. He's already created us a world. His desire is to take this world into subjection and let it be burnt over with fire so the Spirit of God can come down and create a new creation upon it. It's the law of faith. Jesus said all things are possible to them that believe. All things. So that includes all things, right? Does all things include all things? As far as I know, it does. All things are possible to them that believe. And if you can believe it, whatsoever God will lead your soul to believe, it's yours. Every place the sole of your foot can set upon by faith, God gives it to you. Amen. It's yours. It's your possession. If you can find the key to this law of faith, it'll open it to you. See, the power is controlled. He said, if you are sons of God, your daughters of God, that never leaves you. It's with you all the time. But your faith gets away from it. But it's still there. So when you're saved, God gives you faith to rise from the muck of the earth. Your faith overcomes the things of the world. What is it? What does it? Your faith. It overcomes the things of the world. Your faith in the act that God done for you to make you a son, to make you a daughter. You quit your lying. You quit your stealing. You quit your drinking. You, you because faith rises you up above it. So if that didn't happen, you didn't get have faith, but your faith and by faith you're saved through grace. And as much faith will be released, that's much how much power you can have. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, he's got, he wants faith not just to rise above the muck of the world and become sons and daughters, but faith that rise up to a body change. Not just faith to, to heal a body, but faith that will change a body. Amen. That's, uh, that's, why, that's why that kind of faith is being released. It's your faith. According to your faith, be it unto you. If thou canst believe, all things are possible. Verily I say unto you, if you say this mountain be moved and don't doubt, but believe what you said, then what kind of people ought we to be tonight having faith in this great redeeming Christ that lives in us? This smitten rock that never leaves the church. Hello, somebody. Never leaves the church. I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. That ever-present, present great gusher of salvation, that power that's poured forth from Calvary into the church, that ever-presence of the living God, that great flowing smitten rock, it'll go with you through all of your journey. I'll use the human part again. How many of you would continue to be friends with somebody who always left you when you was going in a situation when they should have stood by you, they walked away? Won't happen. Break trust, break friendships, break all kinds of things. It's the humanity of us. Well, why do we trust the devil that wants to take us 
and drop us off in some pornography somewhere. Drop us off in some sin somewhere and start laughing at you and making fun of you. And look, look, look over there. Look right there. See that right there? Why are we trusting him for? Why don't we trust one who never leaves us? Never forsake you. But you can go through some of the hardest times of your life and he'll still be right there. <laughs> you can walk down to the valley of the shadow of death and he's still right there. You can walk through sickness and he's right there. You can walk through family troubles and he's right there. You may not always know it, may not always feel it, may not always realize it, but his word says he is. His word says he is. And then when you go through something, he's there pulling the strings, orchestrating it according to his will. He got the devil on a string. Nope, can't punch him right now. This ain't the time. Nope, get back from him right now. Nope, can't get that close. Nope, can't take his life. Nope. Little puppet. He tried to take your life, but he couldn't. Tried to destroy you, but he couldn't. He tried to wound you and maim you until you wasn't even recognizing no more. Couldn't even be a, uh, anything anymore in the, in the society of God. But he couldn't because he was held back by word. He would have killed Job if he could have. But he couldn't. He'd done a lot of things, but he could only do what he could. What he was allowed to, what God was allowing Job to go through during that time. He turned his family against him. He turned his own wife against him. He, he put bowls on his body, put him in an ash heap, put him in all kind of, brought three comforters. <laughs> well, I tell you, Job, the only reason why you'd go through something like this is because you've done some awful sinning. Job would say, I know I have sinned, but I've got to sacrifice. Go read it. Go read their, their words. Go read what Job's reply was to him. He was like, look, I understand I've done wrong. I understand I'm a man born of sin, but I have a sacrifice. And this is where you, some of you need to start pointing that devil back to. Wants to tell you you're unworthy. Yeah, I know I'm unworthy, but I have a sacrifice. And it ain't a woolly lamb. It's the Lamb of Almighty God. It's the perfect Lamb who's once shed, shed blood for all mankind. I have a sacrifice. No, I'm not perfect, but my Lamb's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I have failures, but my Lamb don't have no failures. Yes, I made mistakes, but my Lamb didn't make no mistakes. He was without sin. Wants to come and put, you know, the funny thing is, I've watched the devil many times. He'll wait until God does something really good for you. He'll let you rejoice in a little bit, and then he'll come right behind it and say, God didn't do anything. And, and he'll tell you, he'll get you all depressed and all down and all discouraged all over again. And get your eyes off of what God just did. How he just saved you. How, how he just healed you. How, how he just saved your life from death or whatever he, whatever he done. And the devil is constantly there to try to minimize it. 
Brother, Brother Joe mentioned depression that I've been going through. Yeah, I, I'll go through depression. We all do from time to time. But what is it? It's the devil coming behind and trying to minimize what God did. And he tries to always point to the negative. You have to change your thoughts. And I say it that way, but really it's his thoughts. He's putting those thoughts in you. You say, well, how do you know? Because it ain't God's word. Amen. God's word is, our, is where our thoughts belong. Amen. So he puts all these kind of thoughts into you that your children's going to fail and this is going to happen and that's going to go take place. All kind of negativity. I'm sick of that negative devil. He always wants to point out every negative thing that's going on in the church and a family and a situation and this, that, and the other. He knows our weaknesses. He studied man for about 6,000 years now. He knows exactly where to poke somebody. He knows some people are more prone to negativity. I don't know why I'm on negativity, but I'm about to smash that thing. Amen, because what is it? That is a thought of the devil. And he's trying to bring you down into depression and bring you down to where God never done nothing for me. God never, and near my meanwhile, God saved you, God healed you, God delivered you, God's watching over you. Get your mind off of what's negative and say, devil, I'm not putting myself through that no more. I know what God did for me. I know he saved me. I know he filled me. I know he touched me. I know he healed me. I know he delivered me. God is God. He wants to point out every negative thing. Well, I tell you what, I, I was born in this family and such and such. such. No, you're just born in there so the grace of God can be made real through your life. Well, I wasn't born in this family. I was adopted. Well, you was adopted in that family so the grace of God could be brought through your life. Amen. God is in control. Faith is the victory. It is the power to overcome any circumstance. Any sickness, any sin. Faith is the victory over death. Faith is the victory over sin. Faith is the victory over sickness. Faith is the victory over worry. Faith is the victory over frustrations. Faith is the victory over depression. Faith is the victory over the world. So if he overcome the world, he overcome everything in the world. Come on, somebody. It's just like Brother Branham standing there, I believe, in Portland, Oregon, when that maniac came up and made his challenge. And he, said, and he, and he began to spit on him and all that kind of stuff. And Brother Branham looked and said, you'll fall over my feet. You remember the story? And the man reared back to hit him, and over his feet he fell. And the policeman said, did he get delivered? He said, no, he worships that devil. He said, but will you kindly move him off my feet? And he moved him off his feet and he got back up and he said, now as I was saying, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And he said, about that time, somebody jumped off of a cot. Somebody come running out of a wheelchair. He said, just in a few minutes time, everybody in the building was healed. He said, what happened? That chief of that tribe of demons made his challenge and he lost. And he said, when he lost, every demon under him fell. Hallelujah. 
me remind the chief of the chiefs, of the chief of chief of the tribe of David at Calvary, you lost. Hallelujah. My champion defeated you and he overcame you. And when he overcame, everything under him fell. Cancer has failed. Sugar diabetes has failed. High blood pressure has failed. Hallelujah. Every sin has failed. He has lost the battle. Faith is the victory. Hallelujah. It is the victory. It is the overcoming power. It is something that'll make you rise up and take another step. The devil wants to whoop you down over some, some feeling. Time you start whooping back. That's what I'm talking about. Get off them ropes. Start swinging. You've been taking punches long enough. Start swinging back. Well, how do I swing back? Get on your knees. Lift up your hands. You say, well, John, you know, he wrote that scripture. He didn't have any troubles. Huh. Okay. He didn't have anything to deal with like I deal with. He did not have to go through things that I go through. That may be right. He may have, he didn't have to deal with the same folks I deal with. Quote. He may not have had to overcome the same things, but he never was excluded from them. He had trouble. He was setting a bat of oil, bat of oil, tried to be bold to death. How many's ever been through something like that? So take your wowsy, wowsy woos and put them back in your pocket if you want to. This ain't the service for wowsy, wowsy woos. Your wowsy, wowsy woos love to get chopped off. <laughs> so if you like them too much, put them back in your pocket. Quit worshiping and throw it on the ground, though. You wonder why you ain't delivered sometimes? Because you worship it. I can't get off of it. I'm sorry, but that negative spirit, you worship it. It's followed family trees all the way down and you're just carrying it right off. Why don't you get a sword of the word and say, devil, I'm not gonna be that person. I'm cutting it off. And when it rises back up, cut it off. It rises back up, cut it off. He says, faith is the victory that overcomes the world. So he told us, I've, I've, I've told you all of this so you can have peace. Well, how can I have peace? Because he's over, already overcome it. It's overcome. And he's put it on a string, and it's just playing out how he wants it to play out. <laughs> I like doing that because I know the devil can't stand seeing me do that. Devil, you're on a string. I'm going to play that a little bit more. Look at that puppet. You can only do what God says do. You can only do what God allows you to do. You can only speak what God allows you to. Faith 
is a conqueror. Faith is an overcomer. Faith isn't a peacemaker. What does that mean, Brother Timothy? Ain't I supposed to make peace with my enemies? Well, not the devil. He ain't talking about humanity here. Yeah, if you got a human enemy, you need to make peace. Forgive and let go and move on. But not ever the devil. We don't make peace with the devil. We don't make peace with him. We don't allow him to just say, you know, take, well, you take that and I'll take this. There ain't none of that. No, it's all mine, so get your hands off of it. Amen, we're not, we're not a peacemaker when it comes to the devil. It overcomes. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. What does it do? What is faith? What does it conquer? It, what it is to conquer. Conquer and victory is the same. To conquer, it means to beat down. You listening, devil? Conquer means to beat down, to override, to handcuff, and to throw in prison. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Maybe you'll clap a little bit more because that was a direct quote. Conquer means to beat down, to override, to handcuff, and to throw in prison. Hallelujah. Amen. This devil wants to override you. No, you have been given the promise to override him. Hello, somebody. This word overrides anything the devil ever says. This word overrides any lie, any spirit of hell, any devil that wants to come torment you. This word overrides it. Look there, I was leading one of them anyhow. It overrides it. It rises above it. And it conquers that old spirit and it binds him up and it chunks him back into hell where he belongs. Amen, it means to beat down. I remember uh, uh, there, there in Johnson City. There in Johnson City, I, we had a prayer line there. Their meetings this last year. Brother Ron, Brother Donnie, and different ones praying. We went to the back. You know, Brother Ron's laid out. Brother Donnie's laid out. They got oxygen. Brother Donnie. He finally gets that auction off. He says, boys, if the winners look this bad, how, many, how, how bad does the defeated look? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe, it. I believe after every service, they go back dragging limbs. What happened to you? What happened to you? Well, I made the stupid mistake of going to Eden Life Tabernacle. And I showed up there this Sunday morning and that preacher whooped me from one side down the other and then this little woman didn't believe and she grabbed that sword and she about took my head off. Hallelujah. Here comes another walking into hell and he's got his head in his hand. He said, well, she didn't miss me. She whooped me. I don't know what to do. I ain't going there no more. Come on, somebody. It's time we realize who we are. You say, well, we look like a bunch of rundown nothing. Well, you ought to see what the whoop side looks like because we ain't the whoop side. We're the victorious side. And we're rising above every spirit of hell. We're rising above every spirit of hell and we're putting them under our feet.
It means to beat down, to override, to over. <laughs> oh my, how many times have you come to a service and you had all kinds of thoughts and the word of God comes across and it overrides it. Cancels it. Brother, Brother Andrew preached a sermon on that when the devil's plans are canceled. Yeah, he got plans, but it don't work out the way he plans. He makes plans and he makes plans and he may. He think he'd get tired of making plans because they don't ever work out the way he wants. It means it's the sin that once ruled you, you rule it now. It means that you have overcome it. You have whipped it. You're greater than it is. He's, oh boy, I'm feeling religious about right now. Which was first, a sinner or a savior? He said a savior, for a savior is more powerful than the sin. Which was first, the healer or the sickness? It was the healer because it can conquer the sickness. Faith is a victory that overcomes every curse of the devil. He may have put curses in your family tree, but faith will overcome them. Faith will rise up. Faith is a victory. Faith in what? Not faith in your church, not faith in your screed, not faith in some man, but faith in the one who overcome the world, Jesus Christ who made the promise. That's the victory. You say, well, my arm's still crippled, but faith is a victory. Well, I feel sick. Faith is a victory. It overcomes the world. When you can climb into God by prayer, until you see that thing conquered under you, there's nothing can hurt you then. Maybe, maybe let's just use these words then. So maybe something's been tormenting you and you've allowed it. Have you climbed into God by prayer? We climb into our feelings a lot. Climb into our passions a lot. But what about climbing into God by prayer? Getting down to business with God. He said, you have been a drunkard, a slave to whiskey. You'll be a master over him then. That old devil of alcohol that made you drink, he's your master now. But when, you, when you get faith, he said, I don't mean make-believe. I'm talking about real faith. He's your servant then. He's your servant then. You who couldn't lay down tab- uh, tobacco. You women and men, when it comes to a place where you get to a spot, and then it, that's where you have to overcome it by faith. You'll master it. He's a little woman that's sitting here present now has been in the altar time after time. Good woman. But she started smoking a long time ago and she couldn't overcome it. She'd come up and I'd pray for her and it seemed like she just couldn't overcome it. And the first thing you know, I told her here, I said, there'll be danger down the road. She said, Brother Brandon, I've cried, I begged. I said, you're just being emotional, fighting the air. That won't do any good. And I'd get down and pray with her and lay hands on her. And she'd go back in a few days and meet her again. Just knock you down with cigarette smoke. Hands still brown. One night down yonder, she went to a doctor and began to get sick, wither away to a little spinally thing. And he said, it's cancer from smoking cigarettes. There she was laying there dying. Then she got down to business. He said, a drowning man will reach for a straw. As long as you can walk out of this church tonight and know you're going to join something or be something. I'm a good person. There's nothing wrong with me. You can't do nothing. I can't do nothing with you. He can't do nothing. But when you see your sins as God sees them in the light of your Bible, then you'll see, then you'll repent or perish. Something will take place. You'll get down to business. You'll walk out here and smother around your heart. The doctor back there, it's a heart attack. You'll get down to business then. He said she had to get down to business. And he said, that woman 
somebody sitting looking at me right now. He said, Brother Robertson back here, Mr. Woods, so forth. Went down there somewhere. We were going somewhere hunting, I think, in a truck. And the Holy Spirit began to move, with some, move among us to go up by the knobs where she was. And I got there. She had a dream. And when the Holy Spirit came into the room, she got down to real business. She had never smoked a cigarette from then on. She gained many pounds of weight and can't find a trace of sick cancer. What is it? It's faith that overcomes. It's faith that overcomes. Why didn't it overcome when I was praying for her? Because she was just fluttering around. So it doesn't matter how many times you come up here and get prayed for. If you're just fluttering around, it's not going to happen. But if you're down to business with God, then I personally believe you'll come and be prayed for and believe. Won't come time after time after time for the same thing. If you're doing that, you're coming because you don't believe. And if you're coming because you don't believe, then there ain't no reason coming. You're fluttering around. But when you get down to business, why not get down? He said, why, not, why, why, why wait so long? Why not get down to business now? Put your faith in God. What if the woman had had her faith in me? It had failed because I'm a man. But when she changed her faith, not in Branham Tabernacle or William Branham. Hello, somebody. This is a trap we can't get in. I believe in laying hands on the sick. I believe calling the elders of the church. But I also believe you speak the word and it'll be done. Come on, somebody. Amen. I, I believe, though, if we're not careful, our, our belief will turn to unbelief. Well, I got to have so-and-so pray for me or it ain't going to happen. Well, it ain't going to happen. I don't care who you get to pray for you because your faith is in the wrong place. Come on, somebody. Well, if I can just get brother so-and-so, if I can just get to brother so-and-so, then, then I, I can get it. No, if you'll just get to Jesus. That's who you want to get to. It ain't brother so-and-so. It ain't me. It ain't brother Aaron, brother Joe, brother Tim, or any other preacher. It's to God. Well, I just need a word. You got it? And like I said, I'm not against it. I, I've, it's happened through me so many times. But it's, it's, it's uh, Sovereign. I can't make it happen. There ain't no man can make it happen. Brother Branham can't. Well, Brother Branham, will you see me a vision? He couldn't see no vision. Not on his own. It had to be sovereign of God. Neither can a man give you a word just because you want one. Come on, somebody. Amen. That's not where our faith should lie anyhow. We already have the word. Amen. When you get down to business, he said, I often wonder why does Christian want to frustrate them things? Amen. With the things of the world, men and women. He said, come to me many times. Let me go back. Why do Christians want to frustrate themselves with them things anyhow? Men and women come to me many times and send their confessions and so forth. When I have those private interviews and meet them, make confessions, living in moral and all kinds because they can't deny it. The Holy Spirit's right there. And if they try to cover it up, it'll bring it out. He says, so they might as well tell it. But if they try to get out, the Holy Spirit stops them and says, just a minute, here's a 
certain, certain thing. But when they come, they begin to tell me about the little things of the world. I notice amongst the believers, you're going somewhere. What are you drifting for? Get an ambition about you. Set your goal on Christ and quit tallying with the world. He said, you pick up a magazine and say, well, now the divine healers of this day, there's no such thing as divine healers. That'll put my doubt in your mind. Somebody gets on the radio and preaches a pretty good sermon but says the days of miracles are past. He said, that'll weaken you. He said, get right with God. Either be what you are or don't be at all. If God's Bible doesn't teach it, then get away from it. But if it does teach it, stay with it. So for instance, what if we're going to take a little trip in 30 days from now to another land? And in this land, the climate was so wonderful till you never come back no more. Over there, we would never have to die or get old. We'd just be there forever. He said, I could I imagine seeing you go around to a 10 cent store buying a lot of junk to take with you? You'd be trying to get rid of the junk you had. He said, when you just frustrate yourself with joining one church or this or that, and you ac- accumulate more junk, he said, but if, that, but if you'll just think of where you're going, you'll get a rid of a lot of doubt and nonsense. You'll have real faith. I say to people, are you brother, brother he said, are you, bro-? they say, brother Brandon, are you the one to pray for sick? Yes. Well, that's against my faith. He said, you ain't got any faith. He said, that's what the Bible teaches. There's so many people come to the line and they say, well, I've got all faith. Then what you doing up here then? Hello, somebody. (laughs) I'm just telling what he said. Oh, it isn't so. Real faith knows no defeat. It will never be defeated. Even death itself can't defeat it. It knows no defeat. Trials no defeat, but faith knows no defeat. It cannot be defeated. It's the only way that you can please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And then in this place, could I imagine you go around, some of you using slang, slang using Christians, using smutty, dirty words. You belong to a church. Could I imagine you going over to that other land and America learning all the American slang you hear about? Certainly you wouldn't. The thing you'd be trying to do would learn a few words of that language over there. Did I read that right? He said, I, I, I think you'd try to be learning a few words of that language over there as much as you say, how do you do? How, anyhow, he said, I think it would behoove Christians more today if they'd try to learn some heavenly language. Amen. The praises of God that we're going to sing over there and enjoy and the people that's not going to believe, that does not believe in shouting, what would you do when you get over there? You're going to be out of place. You better get faith and overcome now, for faith is a victory that overcome. No, we wouldn't be tagging little things like that. We would be having victory. He says, how do I do it, Brother Branham? He said, it's so simple. It is. Just give yourself over to the Holy Spirit. Then it isn't you anymore. You don't know what you're going to say. You just let him do the saying. It's so simple as that. Got a few more minutes? He said, many of you people have faith in in your doctors. You should if you got a doctor. So when something gets wrong with you, you go to that old faithful doctor you believe in. That's what you should do. That's good. And you submit your case to him, and if he says you should go to the hospital, and you don't do a thing but go home and pack your clothes, and you go to the hospital, sure, you got faith in the doctor. But if he doesn't decide you want to go to the hospital, or you should go, rather, he'd write out a prescription, give you some pills, sack full of pills, and you'd swallow them. 
You don't know what in those pills, but you got faith in the doctor. He said, how about God? Can I say it again? How about God? You're scared to swallow some of the gospels he gives you. By his stripes you were healed. Faith is a victory that overcomes the world. Swallow it and see what happens. Swallow it and see what happens. It's a confidence. You show what confidence you have in your doctor by taking his medicine. Then you don't know what it is. You show your confidence in the doctor by submitting yourself to an operation. That proves your confidence in the doctor. But when it comes to Christ, we're scared to take him at his word. Hello. And you know God has never misdiagnosed a case. I know doctors do all they can, humanly speaking, but they still make humans mistakes. They have went in and pulled the wrong tooth. They got x-rays, they got all kinds of stuff, and still go in and pull the wrong tooth. It's happened before. They go in and do some of the wrong things. But do we quit going to a dentist? No. Do we quit going to doctors? No. Why would we quit going to Jesus when he's never misdiagnosed a case? When he's never lost a patient? (laughs) He's never overdosed anybody. He won't give you more than what you can handle. He'll give you exactly what you have. He said, submit your case to Jesus Christ just as you submit your case to a doctor. Give me anything you want, Lord, You're the doctor on the case. Then you got the victory. Then you got faith that overcomes. You'll never hunt another prayer line. You'll never hunt nothing else. You'll have it right then. It's settled. You'll never jump from church to church and see if this one's got it or that one's got it. You have it. You got it. When you got the faith, you got the victory. He said, what we need today is to let Dr. Jesus come in and perform an operation on our faith. The doctor tells you you got a little appendix. It's all poison. It ought to come out. You got this or that. It needs to come out. Well, he takes out so the rest of you can live, can function. That's what the matter tonight with our faith. We're afraid to let God take his operating word, his knife sharper than any two-edged sword, and operate on us and tell us that our little fandango humbugging around is wrong. Your lackadaisical attitude, your depression, your anxieties, your fears are wrong. It's unbelief. We've got to turn loose every shadow and sail towards God's eternal promise. He said, if we'll do that, Jesus will perform the operation of faith. Taking away all doubt, all fears, all worries, all sin. When our faith is clearly operated on, then come out a new creation. Can you trust Jesus for an operation? Can you believe him? Can you say, Lord, at thy word. We've done all we can, but at thy word. Nevertheless, Lord, at thy word. I'll let down the net. Lord, I'm a fisherman. I know what I'm doing. I know the signs of the moon. I, I know when they're biting and when they're not. I know all the schools and the theologies. I know all that. But at thy word, I'm going to let down the net. And when they did, 
they enclosed such a multitude of fishes to their nets almost broke. Faith is the victory. There might not have been one fish in the water, but God made the promise he will create a fish when you throw the net in. There might not be a chance for you to live. You might be dying with cancer. You might be bound to a wheelchair. You might be totally blind. I don't know what your trouble is, but if you'll take the chief doctor's prescription, Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. And believe that that faith will overcome any difficulty that there is. My God. You may be so burdened with sin until your soul is as smutty as you can be. You might have tried to get rid of that ill temper and that slandering tongue and that gossip. It might have tried, you might have tried every remedy. But if you'll let Jesus come tonight and operate on your faith and give you a faith that'll climb beyond anything the world could ever produce, a victory that'll overcome the world. Let's bow our hearts. Faith to overcome. Faith to rise above it all. Many of us, I never had to up to this point. But the worst thing that's happened is a broken arm one time that Cracked actually, and they just put a cast. But many of us has had to submit ourselves to an operation. Faith enough to let them give us something that'll put us out. Faith to believe they'll give us something else to wake us back up. And while we're out, they're doing what they're supposed to do. It's going to fix and allow other things to operate how they're supposed to operate. What about right now? Would you have faith to believe and allow God? To come and operate on your faith? How many can say, Lord, I I just need a little operation this morning. I just want to submit myself to you. Just come by, whatever it may be, Lord. I just need something cut out. Need something worked on. So other things can operate the right way. Whatever it's been, maybe it's been some depression. He, he can just come by in a moment and say, and it's gone. But you got to submit yourself to him. Recognize your needs. Recognize. I need you, Jesus. Let me just lay myself on your table. Just give me that medicine of your word just to go down in my realms of my body and my soul and open me up where I need to be opened up. Cut out what needs to be cut out. Lord, if there's a cancer that begins to grow there, cut it out. If there's something that's come there because of some resentment, cut it out. Some bitterness, Lord, that I've allowed to fester. I know that's going to be a hard operation, God. I'd go deep. Lord, I know your knife can go exactly 
down to the very root of it and cut it out. Would you submit yourself to him? Submit yourself to him and then the devil will flee from you. Father, you've seen these hands lifted all over this building. You know the situations, the problems. Lord, the things that's been allowed to grow many times unseen till it's too late. And it starts manifesting itself. God, there's a faith to overcome it this morning. But first we must submit ourselves to you. The God who has done so much for us. God who saved us. The God who healed us. The God who protected us when the devil would have tried to take in our life. But Lord, your hand was on our lives and we're so thankful. Lord, I ask, Father, you're just in these moments of your presence. You've swept through this building several times this morning. But Lord, in this stillness, Lord, it just felt just a good moment for an operation to take place. Angels draw near and they started ministering the medicine needed and the healing power to overcome. And Lord, you begin to operate with a knife and pull negativity out of our life and bitterness out, whatever we've allowed to grow. Oh, Jesus, we just want to be like you, Lord. We want to be like you, Father. We ask, Lord, you bless your children. Bless each hand that was lifted, Lord, not to me. Lord, I can't do nothing for them. I, I'd make a wreck of their lives if I tried to operate and cut in that manner. Lord, you know. You can go in and just cut out the darkest parts. It's all vile and ate up. Been poisoning the rest of the body of ours. God, you can come and pour the oil of the Holy Ghost on it and let it begin to mend and make and sew it all back up and fill that scar with your deity oh Jesus move we pray Lord in each heart and each life I ask it in Jesus name
How could I express all my gratitude? So I throw up my hands and praise you again and again. And all that I have is a
Set for a heart singing high. 